Well, this Heart Month, it is a great time to celebrate great stories involving the heart. There are all kinds of heart diseases that we talk about, heart maladies as well, some affecting older Americans, but some even affecting children. And that's what we want to talk about right now. So I'm joined on the KRLD Newsline by uh, Ty Braggs, also Dr. Colin Kane. Ty is the mama of uh, little Franklin, who is two years old now, but it wasn't always certain that Franklin's light would be with us. And it was through uh, the intervention of children's and uh, great doctors like Dr. Colin Kane that helped Franklin be here. So that's a little backdrop. Uh, thank you both so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Ty, we'll start with you. Tell us a little bit about the pregnancy with Franklin and then finding out in utero that he had a a life-threatening heart defect. Yes, definitely. I, of course, like you stated, was diagnosed prenatally. My doctor discovered something different, you know, on my very first sonogram. And then I went down the path of seeing specialists, getting fetal echoes, all the things. Being a first-time parent, me and my husband were completely blown away of this whole process. Your first child, you want everything to be normal, and then everything is not, you know? So it definitely was a shock. So we were prepared for delivery. You know, they were preparing us for potentially comfort care if that was needed at birth, but nothing was needed. Through everything, you know, being planned and being ready to go, Frank, he just needed, you know, observation for 10 days. We went over to Children's and stayed there, checked on his oxygen levels and all of that. And we went home, you know, we were part of something called Safe at Home, which gave us definitely a little peace of mind. You know, it prepared us to watch for certain things and um, be CPR if needed, you know, all those things just to kind of get us home. Something things like the normal parents don't have to, you know, deal with, but it kind of gave us peace of mind to be like, okay, we can handle this if something was to happen. Let's talk about his diagnosis a little bit. And and Dr. Kane, I'll, I'll bring you in. What is this double outlet right ventricular issue that he was going through? Franklin has a really complex heart. Double outlet right ventricle is kind of only part of it. Um, there are multiple sort of issues um, with his heart kind of involving how the pumping chambers uh, get the blood to where it's supposed to go. So I could I could give you all the fancy names and terms, but I think the simplest way to think about it is just his heart was uh, really complex. And um, the two pumping chambers that we typically all have in Franklin, they were arranged in such a way that it wasn't straightforward at all if they would be able to be used for the job they were intended to. So initially, all his, you know, the planning was that he was probably going to go down a surgical path that we call a, a single ventricle palliation, in which only one ventricle was going to be able to be used to pump blood, um, and that would be used to pump blood around his body. Um, but as we'll talk about in a few minutes, there were um, some things about his heart that led us to believe that maybe he could have surgeries that would allow both ventricles to be used, which in our field, we really think um, sets someone up for the best possible outcomes and the best possible quality of life in the long term. Yeah. And not to get too far into the weeds here, but what is the process, Dr. Kane, for determining whether or not that's a possibility? Is that something you do through actually getting getting in there in the first surgery, or is that something that, that you do through scans, or how is that determined? Yeah, that's a great question, and it's something really unique to Franklin's case and his whole his whole journey here. And so I, I want to point out, you know, early on that the care that Franklin has received is really a team effort that starts with Franklin's parents, you know, so they, from the very beginning, wanted to do everything possible to give Franklin just the, the best quality of life that, that he could have, considering the, the complex heart that he was born with. And then, you know, another person that's important to mention 
mention is Dr. Nick Anderson. He's a surgeon who, who came to the Heart Center um, last year, and he has a special interest um, and expertise in taking children like Franklin with hearts that are very complex, but using some innovative techniques and just some, some different ways of thinking about things. He's able to, to use both those ventricles as they were intended to. And again, it's, and it's not just Dr. Anderson. We have a whole team of doctors here now who look at um, these complex hearts um, to see if we can do what's called a biventricular repair. So it's something that's relatively new for us here at Children's, but um, really exciting. And, and Franklin is uh, is on that path now, and, and you know everything is really looking great. This took uh, three surgeries to get done, Ty. And tell us about the process as uh, as a mama, and uh, you know, and, and your husband and your family. You know what you guys went through as you were trying to you know get him ready for these surgeries, and and what was going through your mind as parents during these times. Um, I would say the first surgery definitely you know, was the hardest. It was definitely an emergent surgery. So that kind of changed our whole dynamic and even how we live even today. We spent our first Christmas and New Year's and all that at Children's because of that surgery. So I think that now have us, you know, kind of prepared, you know, like when it's cold to be, you know, more cautious, you know, when people are sick, you know, definitely to be, you know, more cautious around like little kids and the germs. And so you definitely have to take those things into consideration, as well as my whole family, as in like my nieces and nephews, they're in school age. So it's like, we can't hang out all the time, you know, things like that. And so We've become a little sheltered, um, but I know now through the surgeries, he's definitely a lot stronger. He can definitely take a lot more. So we've learned to venture out and not keep him so sheltered. You know, um, we're actually planning preschool this fall. So that's something that last year this time I had no thinking. I'm like, no, we're not going to go outside, (laughs) you know. Um, and so that definitely has changed our life. But I think children's Dr. Kane, everyone has definitely prepared us to say, you know, this is time we can do things. He's still a two year old. You know, we still have to consider that he's a two year old and we want him to have the normal life as much as possible. Absolutely. So what does he like to do? What is what is his personality like? I saw it just. Oh, my gosh. Just the cutest picture ever <laughs> over here. He, but, uh, he loves got a pictures. Lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> yes. He's definitely. Definitely a picture person. He's he's seeing cheese now. Like he will pose and prepare for a photo nowadays. Um, but he's literally the average two year old boy. He I find trucks and cars everywhere. His little you know race cars and he loves outside. We have two dogs, so racing them to the doggy door. Like I think that was he learned to go through the doggy door before he learned to walk. So <laughs> that's his thing. But he is definitely a busy boy. I mean, he doesn't want to stop or slow down. Like he's definitely not letting his heart defect stop him. That is so sweet. Dr. Kane, what's the prognosis for a kiddo like Franklin um, who's uh, gone through what he has over the first couple years of his life? So it's hard to say for sure, because every child's unique and different in the challenges that they have. And and his heart, again, is uh, is complex and unique. But um, I think his prognosis prognosis is really good. This process of what we call this biventricular conversion or biventricular complex repair, there were kind of two stages to it. And he came out of the, the first stage, that operation really, really well. And, and he looks great right now. You know, he needs another surgery probably in the next uh, several months to year. And uh, after that, you know, it really just depends on how everything goes. But I, I think he's got a really, really good prognosis. And as Ty said, he is just the the cutest, you know, two-year-old that, that you can see. He's, um, you know, we love all our patients here in the heart center, but, um, but Frank is definitely kind of a proud favorite. Everyone loves it when he comes around. He's got the best smile and 
the best head of hair, which uh, I know this is radio, but I'm, I'm kind of challenged in that department. So I'm very jealous of his hair. Uh, he's uh, he's great. But so I think his, his overall prognosis is uh, is really good. And um, I think that's again, in large part due to his parents and, and what they wanted to, to do for him and give him every chance just to have the best possible quality of life. And Ty, I just want to ask, whether it be a heart defect or any other kind of thing that a, a parent is going through with, with a child, I, I know that is just such a, it's got to be such a tough and emotional time. What advice would you have for parents who are going through medical conditions with their kids so early in life? How have you gotten through it? Um, I'm not going to say it was easy. You know, I've definitely had a couple meltdowns. Dr. Kane has seen me at an ICU bedside and I'm like crazy, hair everywhere, just looking a mess. But definitely take it day by day. Things change rapidly. You can't predict everything. You know, this is medical. Things change by the second. You know, I've learned that extremely fast. But definitely take a moment. Sometimes you do have to step away and it's okay to step away. You know, I, I caught myself one time not even going outside for two weeks. You know, we were in the hospital. I'm like, I need some fresh air. Like, I, I feel that. And so taking that time, you know, it's not selfish to take that time for yourself. Um, you may feel like it is in that moment, but you have to take care of you to take care of your child. And that's so, so important. Dr. Kane has told me that all the other, you know, medical staff has told me that when we were in the bedside in the, the grid of it. But that's so true. You have to take care of you from eating to drinking, all of that. It's really good stuff. I Thank you both so much for your time. This is such a uplifting story. And, you know, I, I know a lot of parents out there um, go through things like this and, and kids do as well. So thank you so much for the time and, and shedding some light on these uh, these very important moments. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Happy to happy to spend some time talking about Franklin and his, his amazing family.